0: Not,
1: not who's there? It's not your mama, cause it's not your mama's Christian
0: podcast. <laughs> you have let one of us do the... No, it's is, no! Is there, do you do the intros? <laughs> no, I don't make think more so, is my job! <laughs> yeah. does
1: that make more sense though?
0: Nope, hey, nope. Uh, uh, hey, welcome to Not Your Mama's Christian podcast, a Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. Here with your host, Shane, and my co-host... E to the R S E Top of Heart Stopper coming at ya. Say hey. Hey.
1: Intern Eric. <laughs> uh, yep, I'm not the intern.
0: Okay. So
1: we
2: got we got stuff to get to. It's not dilly dally. with Yeah, this kind today's a big stuff. day. No time to waste. You know why? Yeah. Why? Today is February second. Well, the day that we're so recording what? this. Do you guys yeah, know Yeah, the day
1: release is not February second.
2: Do you guys know the significance of February second? Uh yeah.
1: It's um one of our listeners, Tony's birthday. That is yeah. right.
2: Yep, and and it is also Groundhog's Day. Yeah, when oh, we yeah. figure out whether
0: so, or not we get more spring, or, or whether spring comes early, or we get more. What winter. is it
2: if they
1: if he sees if, if he, he sees the shadow, a shadow it's, it's winter. How how did this stupid tradition right. even start? So, Do you well, know?
0: yeah. There's a there's a movie uh, with okay. Bill Murray called uh,
2: Groundhog yep, Day. We talked about that in our very yep. first episode, and that's where the tradition started. Okay, cool. <laughs> they made that. up the tradition. Yeah. I didn't ever knew that. Cool. Yeah. So this is good news for some, bad news for many.
1: Okay, but hold on—is if he sees the shadow, it's winter. It's more winter. Yes. Right?
2: Yes, that is correct.
1: Did he see a shadow? So
2: Punxsutawney Phil. Mm-hmm. Saw Please, no, his no. shadow oh, Six did. more weeks oh. of winter Winter's barely even it started It feels like it has yeah. hasn't started yet When well, we walked down I here I walked down here
1: without a jacket Yeah, we, and... we were recording at Shane's house We walked down here yeah, He didn't have a jacket on yeah, We're
0: only a few houses away
1: He's he got a beanie on though So it's confusing It's like his head Topper, is cold yeah. yeah, Topper's head is cold But his,
0: shh, his upper you know what? torso is not yeah. You know what though? Like when it's To me, when it's like January and February I want it to be cold I don't know about you But like when they're now, if you get like one warm day every now and then, but I generally speaking, I want it to be cold. I want it to snow. That's just me.
1: I like snow, but if it's not snowing, I don't oh. want it to be cold. I'd rather. be yeah. I'd rather be. I like the weather it is now, but <sighs> global warming. You know,
0: <laughs> Obama. <laughs> First off, that was to, dude to not connect. No, no, no you should, should have said Al Gore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, but uh, I mean, this this uh, groundhog saw a shadow. Yeah. First off, I wonder how, what how is like PETA not been involved in Groundhog Day yet? Why? Right, what's it doing to hurt the groundhog? Well, PETA gets involved with anything involving animals. So, like, Shane,
1: we're not political on this podcast. No,
0: but what I'm saying is they because I watched I actually watched the video. Someone um, shared it on Facebook yes. of of them holding up uh, the oh. groundhog. And that groundhog looks terrified yeah. to me. <laughs> it looks he just so, saw a I, shadow. I, just, I, don't, yeah. I don't
2: understand. And I watched the video and I saw the groundhog came out yeah. and I saw this guy just staring at him. <laughs> just looking yeah. right at yeah. the you, guy with the top like, hat. How does this... Ha, who, who determines this is the guy to let him know if he sees a yeah. shadow? Yeah, how do they?
1: How do they know? I does he go back in if he I sees a shadow? I didn't I don't know. I was watching I it and next it thing you
2: know they were just like, Six more weeks to <laughs> How do
1: you... Who decided decide that? I think day? that guy just decides it. Yeah. No, but there, there's definitely something behind because it.
2: Because they said if you see your
0: shadow, but it was a cloudy out, too. It wasn't... It was like a gloomy, gray day. Oh, they, they get a
1: big light. A big, <laughs> spotlight. A big spotlight. And just you shine it what? there no matter what. And the
0: groundhog's like, ah, oh, crap, yeah, I have a
2: shadow. Burning
0: yeah, I I'm starting don't know. to
2: think this whole thing is, is a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think
0: it's a stupid tradition. I'm starting to think there's no scientific evidence behind this whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, this is really
1: I, this is kind of upsetting. I, I I didn't watch it this year, but I watched it last year, and I watched it going, What is this? <laughs> Why <What laughs> is, is this is a so thing? weird? What is, it is this? A weird. Thing?
0: I don't understand. Like, I, who Who thought of it?
1: I don't know, but I took off work for it
0: because it's <laughs> yeah. the holiday. I'm going well, to celebrate of course. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to work on
1: Groundhog Day. You uh, crazy? Yeah. This is what? America. Where are we in Russia? <laughs> We're not animals. <laughs> 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 but hey, um, before we get to our interview, yeah, um, I want to let you guys know um, some really big news. Mm. We have officially made it as a podcast. Ooh, we are wow. a real serious podcast. That's okay. Here's how I know. We got our first official bad review. Oh, on oh iTunes, my goodness. we what? got it. So we have wow. obviously a lot of good reviews. A lot of them are people we know. <laughs> a lot of them are related to us. Yeah, um, there are some that I don't know who they are, so that's great. Um, and then I was checking that you know, my wife and I watch a movie, and I was like, I'm going to check to see. Just I always check like every once a blue moon if we get any new reviews. <laughs> yeah, and, Eric and I was looking like, every night. Yeah, every night. Okay. And I was, and I saw, I was like, oh, we got a new review. I we went. Uh oh! <laughs> so let me read you the review, and you you're gonna guys, read it. Yeah, I'm gonna read it. I mean, anyone else could find it, but um, I'm sure this guy's not listening anymore. Yeah, because um, he did not it's enjoy bad. it. So, so I'm gonna read it, okay. and I want to see who we think is to blame for this bad review. Oh. Okay. Okay. This podcast is a ripoff off other we're cool Christians programs I was in quotes that's
0: absolutely true
1: <laughs> spot on so far <laughs> but we're not trying to be we don't act that I'm cool I try Topper's to is. <laughs> <Topper's that> I'm <laughs> cool and I try to yeah, be cool yeah Top, Topper is the cool one um, from the opening to the contrived laughter to the news
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> mine's
1: authentic every time <laughs> um, oh, Topper you slay me <laughs> <laughs> um my review in three points. No original ideas, recycled theology, simplistic arguments. Yeah. So first off, he calls out your news. Hey, why did he have <laughs> He yeah. calls out. Whoa. So I think you're to blame. That's specific. Yeah, Robert? he said to the news. The, the news is a part he didn't like. However, however. It <laughs> was your news. It's
0: amazing that he made it to the did, end
2: of an episode. I'm, I'm surprised he too. He didn't like the fact that we did news. He didn't say the actual news is bad. I'm sure if he, it was news, news he is-
1: liked, <laughs> he would have been... Yeah, the yeah. news is yeah, something the, that it's something that point. a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and all radio shows do. Right,
2: that's the whole point. Everybody does it. Well, it's you just, know it's, what, just your, it's another normal no, in, podcast. And we're
0: up, we're like
1: Nacho Mamas, haha. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool.
0: I <laughs> hear the thing though. I guess he liked the intro because he didn't say anything bad about that. So intros are spot on from the opening. Oh, from the opening, where it starts, <laughs> 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 <You laughs> can drive
1: laughter. And I will say this. I do not give any pity laughter. No. Unless I have a guest on. Then I will sometimes. But How many times have Shane done stuff and I'm like, I am not, I don't oh, laugh. I, I, I don't know. think it's funny. Yeah. I never laugh at his openings if anymore. I,
0: no, there was one time that you laughed. Remember? <laughs> yeah, there was one time. One time. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because
1: yeah, one was funny. Yeah. Out of all these, words, and you th- think of, episode 31. What do you think of today? The, my intro. Pretty good? No, I, I actually said I didn't like it. Oh, man. The knock knock stuff. Um, Did you so, read the review? Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it does say, uh, name.
2: Eric. Yeah. He said something about the recycled theology and the topics and all Recycle Theology
1: e- probably falls on the pastors. <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah. No,
2: okay, <laughs> that's I how Eric is typically the one that comes up with the topics. No
1: original ideas, yeah. <laughs> and yep. that's you know what, guys, I this is a challenge. We need to try to get better ideas. And so far in this one we've talked about Groundhog stuff. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, this guy might be onto something. Uh, uh, and he did call it the sim- simplistic arguments, but our thing is we do stupid arguments, so I don't know how to make
0: them not. Maybe... Well, I think he's probably talking about the simplistic arguments based on the topics that we have, not the stupid arguments that we have. He's maybe. probably talking about whatever, like the theological thing that we talk about for the episode, if there is one. Maybe. But <laughs>
1: he got through a whole episode and he decided, you know what? I don't like the opening that Shane does. I don't you like the tip-top news that Topper does. Hmm. I don't like the contrived laughter, which is not me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So this guy's br- I think this you guy's br- two are at fault, not me. This guy's bringing me down. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm fine. I'm not- no,
1: guys, that means we've officially made it as a podcast. You go to any popular podcast, they have bad reviews. Because haters are going to hate. You know what I mean? No, Eric. He I don't might be what you right. Mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. but
2: I'll be honest; it doesn't affect me at all. But can you please give me this e- email after? Yeah, sure. well, I, don't, <laughs> can't, I
1: can't give you that information. But I can, if you want, I can just start reading all the good reviews that we have from that like my paid, mom paid and, my, and, my, <laughs> and my and my <laughs> and my wife and Shane's my, wife and your girlfriend and our yeah. sister and yeah. her brother. That I probably people. wrote for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is if you give me your phone. If you read those reviews, there is one from me. I know. I saw that.
0: Are you about us?
1: I'm a fan of the podcast. Oh please! <laughs> but anyways, so uh, guys,
2: we've officially made it as a podcast. Congratulations!
1: <clears throat> we did it. We can close up
0: shop now.
2: I feel like we could have clapped about the other five star reviews and not this one. Mm. No, because
0: that's it's it's everyone
2: else is just being nice.
0: Are you now? Let me ask you this: Are you a person that that thrives on negativity or positivity? Oh, he Eric like does negative. this like.
2: Like yeah this like, like when somebody
0: like it like doesn't believe in you, does it fuel you or are you a guy who like you need encouragement? Uh
1: one of my love languages to get all pastorally and Christian Words is of Affirmation. Words of affirmation. That is my top one. Uh-huh.
0: But Hey, you're Nick, doing a good job, Eric. <laughs> he rolled his eyes. Eric though, I know this oh, I shouldn't this be
2: is saying th- I shouldn't be saying this now because after you said you like words of affirmation, but okay. huh? You really do a great job with this podcast. You put your uh-huh. heart and soul into it. Uh huh. Thanks, I'm man. excited to be here with you right now. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm running out of things to say, honestly. That was good, though. running out of things to say. That was good.
1: And if you two would just pick up the slack, we wouldn't have a bad review Oh, right my now.
2: goodness. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, but, took uh, it took a quick turn. No, but the, do you, but, you thrive off of positive, positivity? I,
1: I mean, I, I enjoy encouragement, I enjoy encouragement and, and positive reinforcement and that kind of stuff but uh, negative stuff doesn't bother me yeah so i don't know if it's if the, both of them have typically equally exclusive oh no
2: i don't like negativity yeah so this is bumming i'm kind of hippyish you're you're <laughs> bumming right now i like I like I like positive vibes wow you've you know? been listening to being careful a little that's yeah. right our, oh, yeah, I, have. Caroline, I have i have was our friend yeah. caroline's squash caroline squash Car- caroline squash caroline <laughs> <laughs> squash that's right <what laughs> her, her her, her I, podcast I, I called her by her maiden name on the, on the when she was on the podcast with yeah
1: um do you do you, does negative stuff follow you? Are you? Are
0: you um, I, I'm more of a positive guy. I don't know. I guess I guess when people do say negative things, it I not know, it kind of bums me out too. Like, uh, what if somebody depending
1: on who it is here? What if somebody complains about church something with church? Uh, specific or if you hear someone complain about your preaching or something like that
0: yeah so would that bother you when it when, when when i hear people complain about church as a whole that's different than when it's even though as the pastor you feel like you're responsible for it all because you are uh, but at the same time like when it's something personal like oh i didn't like that you did this yeah i mean yeah i, I feel bad when that happens I, I don't know it's and depending on who it is i can either just be like yeah forget that person they you know but some uh, more times than not i'm more so on the i feel bad about it part
1: so you you and i differ in this because you probably when you get a criticism you will you don't want it to like break t- bring you down and tear you down like my pastor pastor aj like yeah. it, it like hits him hard when yeah. he gets bad stuff um but not, you not want to be able to me, be receptive yeah. if mm-hmm. it's a it's a constructive criticism. I feel like where you are more so. I'm like, the opposite. Yeah, i I'm, like, I'm like Forget you're an it. idiot then because yeah. I know what I'm doing is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm like, that's what I mean. That's my, not how my, I my am. My arrogance comes out, and there's times where I've which found is a out, sin. I know. I'm Eric. not. I'm not saying do it. Oh,
2: that's how Eric works.
1: Oh, you think I suck? <laughs> oh, well, I'll show <laughs> you. you. I'm so
2: good. You have you're, no idea.
1: No, I don't, I don't even think I'll show you. I just go. Oh, you think I suck? Well, then you're just wrong. Because, so you're one of those people like that. You can
0: leave then. Yes, which is not a good
1: way to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's just my natural reaction, and maybe that's a defense mechanism. More so know.
0: than not, I get sad. Yeah, I just I'm just like, oh man. Topper's bumming right now about this bad review. Can we move on, please? Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> Topper, you and I, we're similar with that. We are. That's why we're the host. If you if you have a criticism
2: for, for me, just reason. follow it up with something positive. Yeah, like hey, the yeah, sandwich. You are slacking in this area, but. You know what, you, you do this well. No, Look, you
0: start with the positivity. Hey, yeah, Topper. You're oh, doing no, it's really a positive sandwich. Yeah, that's what I just said yep. Topper, you're doing really good in this area. Now you screwed up here, but you you're really good still. I know I believe I believe in you. That sort of a
2: thing. I like that. Yeah. I'm already my mood's already up. Yeah. See, so
1: here's the thing, when I hear that, I think the first part and this and the last part are wasted. <laughs> I know I know you don't I yeah, you're you mean it, but you don't me. care just about fluff. that. It's fluff. Yeah, it's fluff. To try to lighten the, just get to the. Lighten the blow. Hey, Eric, I need you to do this. But Eric um, is blunt. Yeah, oh, like get like to the point. AJ, because he AJ's so nice when who's my boss when he needs to tell me to do something like so example nice. example um the church bulletins that I do had misspellings in it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, <laughs> It that misspellings in it? I didn't know obviously, but it did. So instead of coming <laughs> to me and going, "Hey, Eric, listen, you're doing a great job at this, this, this." But I did notice there's misspellings in it, so you really need to make sure you're you're paying attention to that stuff. But listen, you're doing great with youth. I don't need any of
0: the other stuff. Just saying,
1: about- just say, hey Eric there's misspelling can you fix that and I'll go yeah I
0: can how about the time that you made flyers for an event and didn't even say like the date or something no I didn't put where where it was where it was she didn't say the location yeah. Yeah. She passed them out to 3,000 schools <laughs> there was no location no location 3,000
2: schools is a no, lot 3, I'm sorry
0: 3,000 3, flyers Dude, you must have been working <laughs> there for years you must have gone over state lines Thank Goodness,
2: that's quite an event <laughs> that's um, all a
1: waste yeah, See, no sorry 3,000 Flyers. (laughs) See, six different schools.
0: (laughs) Pastor Kevin, who has been my boss for about ten years, who listens to the podcast a lot. See, he's the opposite. He's very blunt. If I if I do something wrong, he'll just be like, he'll text me, be like, "Hey, you just mess this up. Why'd you do this?" Yeah, and so see, I would like, I I mean, I I'm I'm not saying I don't like the
1: way. I just know. The rest yeah. is fluff. Some people but, do that,
0: but I also, AJ just
1: so nice, and he's so worried yeah. about ever hurting anyone's feelings that he he wants to do that to make sure when he. Right. But you're my boss. If yeah. I do something like spell something wrong in a bulletin, mm-hmm. just tell me because yeah, yeah. that's just something that I know right. is a mess up. But,
0: but I will say too that Pastor Kevin and I have a relationship where he can we can do that with each other. More so, him with me. I don't. He's my boss, so I don't do that thing. But like, I know that he believes in me. That's never a question. So he doesn't need to fluff me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: Anyways, um, let's get to our interview, uh, because today, this morning, actually, Uh uh, Shane and I got the the chance and the privilege Uh to interview um, a guy that we found... I th- I think we found found uh, one of his videos on YouTube of, mm-hmm. of his church and then us three and some of our friends a brother in law and a couple and I think Dave our, our other friend Sareen uh, Quashish's husband yeah so, so his first book mm-hmm. um, and then we just happened uh, to email and he said yeah I'll be, I'll be on mm-hmm. um, and that's Jeff Vanderstelt so he's a pastor in Washington, yeah, uh, church is called, well, it was called Soma, but yeah. he talks about it. he,
0: in, he replanted Mars Hill. Yes. A, a, a campus of Mars Hill, um, Bellevue, uh, he said, he says the yeah, exact Yeah, because uh, yeah, one, location. you remember
1: with Mark Driscoll and all the Mars Bellevue Hill stuff up and there it. and all the churches were just kind of like left on their own. There's mm-hmm. different like, campuses and he replanted one of those, he mm-hmm. said. So um, that's where he's
0: at currently. Yes. But that's, he said like in the last two years.
1: Yes. Um, so he wrote, uh, this new book that, since we're uh, important people now, we got an advanced copy, <laughs> and <laughs> Shane hates it when, when I talk like oh, that. Your arrogance is <laughs> just... Well, that was sarcasm more than arrogance. Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of truth behind it. <laughs> there's there's actually no truth behind <laughs> that. But uh, So we got to read uh, his new book that uh, you can pre-order now, um, called Gospel Fluency, and um, but it'll be at
0: the end of this month.
1: Yeah, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked his first book. Also, actually, go
2: read Saturate. Yeah, yeah. What, I, I what, like Saturate, but been... I actually
1: like this one more. Mm-hmm. And it like made me think a lot more because because uh, he talks about and Shane um, and Shane and Topper for both of you that read it, you can chime in too. But he talks about just how we need to be fluent with the gospel, not just have the gospel be just something we do on Sunday or a small group or church events. But, not
0: just a tool that we pull out.
1: Yes, it's it's. Every aspect of our life yeah. is surrounded by the gospel, right. um, the gospel of Jesus. So um, it's a great read. So yeah, it
0: absolutely is, and and um, it'll be uh, available on Amazon. it says the easiest way to get it. It'll be Barnes and Noble. Yeah, um, anyway, you, get you can books. go to the website. Uh, I think Gospel Fluency. Yep. Um, and so you, you you can just Google it. You'll find it.
1: Yep. So um, let's get but let's get right to it. Let's get to our our little chat, our interview with uh, Jeff Vanderstel. All right, we're here with Jeff Vanderstill. Jeff, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing well, thank you.
1: So, Jeff, um, you um, planted or or replanted a church, as you were saying, um, called Soma Church, and I actually watched a a YouTube video um, from you a while ago talking about just how it's a missional church, and I just thought that um, the video itself and everything was just pretty incredible. Could you explain more to people that don't know what that would really even mean, um, what, what your mission was as a church?
3: Well, yeah. Actually, in 2003, my wife and I in a small core, planted Soma Church in Tacoma, and uh, our original intent then was what would it look like if every member of, of the church saw themselves as a full-time missionary sent to be a disciple who makes disciples in the everyday stuff of life, and so that shaped how we uh, built the entire church. Uh, Everything that we did, we wanted to ask, how would we make it more normative for every Christian to see themselves on the front line of the mission? Uh, and so we led that for several years. It's been around for 12, for almost, well, I guess almost 14 years now. Uh, but I handed that off a few years ago to a guy that I trained and I became, uh, uh, an elder still. I stayed as an elder, but I just was no longer paid anymore in that church. And then recently, I was asked to move. This is about two years ago. Move to Bellevue, Washington, to step into what was Mars Hill, uh, Bellevue, and Mars Hill Redmond, and restart a new church, which we actually called Doxa Church, oh, and we've been doing that for two years. Yeah.
0: So for you, um, and now before you you planted Soma Church, you were working at Willow Creek, correct?
3: Yes, I was the. Uh, director of Student mm-hmm. Ministries at Willow Creek,
0: and so uh, uh, Bill Heibel's obviously is uh, uh, seems like a phenomenal guy, and we we love all of his leadership stuff and the books that he's written. Um, can can you just share a little bit about what you've learned from uh, working with Bill? Well, I'd say the, the the number
3: one thing with Bill is that his heart heart for the lost, his heartbeat for evangelism, is what drives so much of what he does, and so I think it was contagious to be around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, In terms of his life of being amongst people who don't know Jesus and continuing to want to see more and more people come to know Jesus. That would be the number one thing. The other thing I'd say about Bill is Bill is a remarkable leader. And so uh, being around him, you just learn a lot just by watching him and seeing how he leads team and casts vision and directs the overall direction of a church.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I think I, from our experience and everything that I've seen with Bill is his leadership stuff is just off the charts, and so it, it must have been really cool to, to be able to work so close with him in, in that situation. Um, but So we want to get into the, the new book that you're coming out with uh, called Gospel I think, I think it's actually out now, oh. right? yeah you can pre-order it now some, some there
3: are getting they are getting copies out early to, to some people uh, officially it's out at the end of the month uh, end of this month February
1: okay. so we're anyway. so important we got an advanced copy yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with your new book gospel fluency coming out um, can you just uh, tell us about what your goal was with this book um, what does it mean uh, gospel fluency uh, explain a little bit of that for us
3: yeah I I really started with this, the concept of, of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4.15, he says the way that we're to grow people up into fullness in Christ is to speak the truth and love into everything. And uh, later in verse 21, he 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 uh, qualifies what the truth is the truth is in jesus so it, it's paul's way of saying if you want to grow up into christ into every area of your life you have to learn how to speak the truth of jesus christ into every area of your life so the idea being uh the gospel is not just something we uh we believed once and and that it's only for our afterlife but rather it's something we continue to believe and continue to speak mm-hmm. into the everyday stuff of life if we're actually going to become more and more Uh, mature in Christ. So oftentimes what I find is people speak everything but Jesus to most of the things of life when they counsel each other, when they give wisdom, and they just think Jesus has nothing to do with most of life. Uh, uh, And that's just not true. I would say the gospel is enough for absolutely everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love the example that you gave about um, if you want to be fluent in a language and you talked about uh, going on a mission trip and and speaking Spanish. If you want to be fluent in Spanish, you have to immerse yourself into it. Right. And uh, and live it and then really experience it that way instead of just learning how to say, how can I, you know, I need to go to the bathroom or I'm hungry or something like that. But in order to learn Spanish, you had to uh, be immersed in the culture.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I think what what I found in learning a language is you, it's not enough to learn grammar and vocabulary and sentence structure. You actually have to speak it, and and ideally speak it with people who are fluent in it themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the same is true with the Gospel. I think many people know uh, what I call in the book, like, Gospel snippets. You know, they just yeah. they just know how to like say a couple things about the Gospel, but they don't really know how to speak it in everyday life. And so not only do they need to learn the vocab of the Gospel and the grammar of the Gospel and yeah. the culture of the Gospel, but they need to be amongst a Gospel-speaking people a lot so that they can become immersed in what it sounds like and what it feels like when the Gospel is being spoken.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think a lot of times where where the church kind of fails in in this kind of idea is that um, we want them to meet Jesus and and they do and then we try to change their behavior right away and we're trying to do like like you even said in your book like behavior modification almost where uh, all right now let's like look the part let's be the Christian part Um, and the illustration you gave of the tree was just um, uh, an awesome illustration could you unpack that for us?
3: Yeah, I, I talked through the idea that what we need to do is we need to trace the fruit of our lives to the roots of our faith, that every single behavior is an expression of our beliefs. So what we are doing is is actually an expression of our faith, and our job as brothers and sisters in Christ is to help people uh, see that their behavior reflects probably either truce or untruth. Uh, that they believe about God, what he's done, and who they are in Christ. And so the Fruit to Root idea is let's look at the fruit of our lives and ask, in this moment, what am I believing about myself uh, in light of what I believe God has done, which reveals ultimately what I believe God is like. And so I just reversed the, the four questions that I actually put in the book, which is who is God, what has he done, who are we, and how do we live. I reverse them backwards. How do we live reveals what we believe about ourselves what God's done and who he is and so the more that we can help each other realize I am actually working out my faith in everyday life I just have never taken the time to ask what do I believe based upon what I'm doing right now my doing now reveals what I actually believe Mm -hmm. and then I think the job is does that actually reflect the truth of what god has done in christ jesus and if it doesn't then we invite the holy spirit to grant us the fruit of repentance and this case repentance isn't a change of behavior it's a change of belief that the spirit would give us right beliefs about god especially right beliefs about what he's done in jesus christ which is the reason why the spirit has been sent to direct us to what is true in christ and he's he will do that and as he does that and grants us the fruit the repentance that leads to new beliefs then those new beliefs need to lead to new behaviors and so that's what the bible calls the fruit in keeping with repentance it's actually the fruit that repentance produces and what we often do in the church is we try to get people to change their behavior and we call that repentance but that's not repentance that's actually just um behavior modification which lacks any heart transformation that's
0: good
1: yeah like we uh even said in the book too but basically I, the thought of sin is basically believing a lie about God or about who he is or any of that stuff. And I, I've seen it so many times and, and, and I've done it in my life where instead of working on the deep down, the heart part of, of whatever I'm struggling with, I just try to fix what I'm doing wrong and just, okay, I'll, I'm a good person when I stop uh, looking at porn or when I stop do, doing this or whatever whatever things I'm struggling with instead of going deeper. And and I find myself also doing that with new people that come to our church because um, we both are, are, pastors at different churches. Um, and, and I find myself normally starting to do that first when it comes to coming to the behavior of, of a person, like trying to fix that behavior. Um, when I, I need to keep reminding myself and what I liked about your book that reminded me is that we, it's deeper than that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. It's actual the true belief in, in Jesus and God and who he is.
3: Yeah, and I would even say that unfortunately most of the church when they think of confess your sin They think you're you're confessing your bad behavior Yeah, and but confession in the history of the church is always you're confessing your beliefs Mm. And so when we call people to confess we should not be saying hey confess your sin, which means Hey, yeah, I was looking at porn this last week or I was greedy or I was prideful I'm going to confess that it's no what I was believing about that Mm -hmm. i was believing god is not good therefore i have to look elsewhere or i was believing that god is not a gracious and gracious provider so i've got to take matters in my own hand and find my own provision without his help that's that's confession now i'm confessing the lie i believe about god and how that led me to greed or how that led me to lust and and that's that's what we got to push people to is true confessional faith is confessing what is true of god and what he's done and who we are as a result and then true true confession of sin is confessing where we believe the lies about who god is what he's done and who we are as a result
1: And when we start to do what you were just saying, um, we start to understand that sin is not just God being a a rule keeper and wanting to make us miserable like I think a lot of um, people, especially non-Christians, would believe. But it's, it's God wanting the best for us, and when we start to believe that and we start to see deeper, it's not about just a checklist of behavior. It's about a trust issue that's so much deeper than that because God really knows what's best for us and wants what's best for us. So it kind of changes the whole perspective of of, of everything with that.
3: Exactly. And to, and to realize that when when we hear the Bible talk about God saving us, he's not just saving us from the judgment to come for our sin, he's saving us from the very power of sin to 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 keep us from living abundant lives, to live a, living free lives, living lives of worship unto God. And that's where we got to help people understand that the life God has for you in Christ is far better than the life apart from Him. And that life is not a life of rules. It's a life of freedom to obey. It's freedom to love, freedom to truly live.
0: Yeah, and um, I I, I've, I noticed that in both of the books that, that I've read from you, um, a lot of your illustrations seem to come more so from your your failures more so than your successes, um, and you seem to be really transparent about things that you've struggled with and things that you've dealt with, and, and in your Saturate book you talked about your transition from, from Willow Creek. And, and I remember you sitting, talking about sitting on the lake with your dad and, and dealing with all of those things that you dealt with, with depression and, and even contemplating suicide in the position that you were in. Um, have you discovered that being so honest and transparent has made um, a, a large impact on the people that you deal with and the people that you work with?
3: Yeah, it absolutely has. In fact, I, I would say if you if you want to develop a culture of grace, you have to acknowledge as a leader your own need for it. And if you, if you continue to give the impression that you have it all together but everybody else doesn't, then what yeah. you end up doing is teaching people how to pretend like they have it all together so they can somehow measure up to what looks like maturity. And what I've found is spiritual maturity is – uh, One of the fruits of spiritual maturity is that I no longer feel the need to cover up or hide or pretend like I don't need Jesus desperately. In fact, the more I've grown up in Christ, the more aware I am of how unlike Christ I've been for a long time. Mm -hmm. God in his grace didn't reveal that to me at the beginning because it probably would have crushed me. And the more I get to know him, the more I realize I'm not as much like him as I thought. But the beauty is is he's always been for me and loved me regardless, and so when I get that kind of grace, I can confess freely my need for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but if I don't get grace to that degree, then I will not confess my need for it, and therefore I will not create a, I will not lead a church that's safe to confess our need for Jesus. Mm. That's good.
1: Um, when you talk about small groups and and being in community um, in your book, uh, you you keep pushing. How we should always be focusing on the on the gospel when people are telling their stories, and you have a great story of someone complained about. It. I think it was their their boss or something, and and instead of just going, "Yeah, that probably does suck," um, pushing the gospel um, into every situation, and just just Rena made me look at like our small groups to and think a little differently with that stuff. But um, how how did you get to that point where where you were comfortable enough and you your leaders were comfortable enough and and knowledgeable enough even to, to know when to preach the gospel and what parts of it into people's stories in your small group type setting.
3: Well, I think it's taken years. I usually describe the process of growing in our competencies uh, in four stages. It starts with uh, us becoming – Uh, aware of our incompetencies I call that unconscious we start with unconscious incompetence most people don't know what they don't know and um, our job is to bring them from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence they become aware that they don't know and I think those of us who are pastors or leaders of churches the more that we preach the gospel to all of life the more people realize gosh I had no idea the gospel actually applied to all of life or so I think that moves them to like I have no idea how to do this but now I kind of want to then we move them from conscious incompetence to conscious competence and that's the practicing of a skill which is where when you're learning a new language to go back to the illustration that's the hardest part because you're working super hard at it it does not feel natural and I think that's where most people give up and then I think we move from that to conscious incompetence where you can see a great you know like one of your favorite Athletes, in my case, you know, it's going to be Russell Wilson uh, because the Seahawks. Like, sometimes he's just unconscious, you know, like, how did he pull that off? Well, it's because he's done it so many times, he just does it naturally. And I think. That's the job of the church is to make it normative that Jesus comes up in, in our conversations, mm-hmm. uh, that make it normative that Jesus preached from our pulpits, make it normative that all counseling and, and wisdom giving goes back to Jesus in some way or another. And my experience is it's really uncomfortable for a while for people who not, are not used to that. But the more that they do it, the more they find, wow, I had no idea Jesus actually has power to, to rescue us in absolutely everything we go through.
0: Yeah, and you even talked about when you were learning Spanish, when it finally clicked for you was when you were dreaming in spanish right you said that you woke up and you had a dream that was in spanish and then you were like oh it, every part of your life was thinking that way and uh, and the same thing is true for us when it comes to the gospel and when it comes to our faith is we should have our faith included into all aspects of our life so uh you know we talk about praying to God and talking with him throughout our entire day but it's not necessarily sitting there with our eyes closed and and saying a prayer but it's including God in every aspect of our life
3: that's right. Yeah, it's a conscious awareness of your ongoing dependency on Him, and then it's a, a welcoming invitation for Him to speak and direct and lead. Uh, and that's what Paul calls praying without ceasing. Yeah. It's a it's a it's an ongoing reality that I'm walking with God in all of life. Mm-hmm.
0: So, if if you were to talk to um, a person who does not feel like they're fluent in the gospel, um, and this gospel fluency idea may be foreign to them, what would be a, a good first step towards becoming fluent in the gospel?
3: Well, I'd say, uh, first of all, make sure you're in a community that preaches the gospel, whether you know, in terms of a church that, that, you know, if you, if you're here, if you're sitting on a Sunday and hearing someone open the word of God and they don't ever get to Jesus Christ, then that's a big concern. Uh, So maybe if you're one of those churches, encourage your pastor that you need to hear Jesus on a uh, Sunday. Shane's the pastor, so. (laughs) Pastor gets saved, but, <laughs> uh, but but I'd say yeah, immer- you really need to be in a gospel gospel speaking community, and uh, and if you don't have one of those, there's there's plenty of great communicators that you could begin to listen to that are really fluent in the gospel. One of my favorites is Tim Keller, but you've got mm-hmm. yeah. Ant- Matt Chandler, and there's others who really just preach Jesus all the time. So that would be something to, to be exposed to. Um, uh, immerse yourself in 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 the text of Scripture. And here's what I, I teach my kids: We go every every text we go through. I say, okay, how does this? point forward to jesus how does it create a longing for jesus or how does it show us that we need a better person in in this story than the person that's in here and the only better person is jesus so i teach my kids how to read every aspect of the bible expecting it should lead them to jesus in some way or another so i think if you if you approach the text of scripture that way which is how we're meant to approach it according to jesus in the end of luke then i think you'll learn how to start seeing jesus everywhere in the bible And so if you've got a speaking community, a gospel speaking community, and a gospel lens on when you read your Bible, I think that's going to help you a lot. And then I think the third thing would be start just, preaching the gospel to yourself, reminding yourself regularly, Jesus lived a better life for me, a perfect life for me. Jesus died in my place. So every time I fail, I've got a better better sacrifice for my failure than me beating myself up or trying harder next time. Jesus rose again on the third day. So there's power to overcome sin. I need that power right now. Holy Spirit, give me the power that you exerted in raising Christ from the dead and keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith for everything I do all day long. I'd say, you can do that. You're gonna be in, in good shape. Yeah. Geez, I
1: I uh I, I read your book, but I feel like I should be like writing stuff down too after <laughs> doing this interview. Um Uh just a couple more questions. I, I don't wanna keep wanna keep you too long. Um but um you talk about eating together and 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 just the idea of, of food and stuff. And one thing that I started doing like immediately after I read your book is when I eat something really good, I'll just do like, oh, Praise Jesus for this because that was something that you pointed that, and we're from Baltimore, so we 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 are all about crab cakes and whatever. Um, so so what in Washington do you eat that makes you really just praise the Lord? That's just so delicious to you and where you are.
3: Well, uh, crab's one of them. So uh, oh, yeah, we like have a King different crab. crab oh yeah, yeah. Dungeness, Dungeness and Alaskan. So those are the two that we eat out here. I love that. We have great sushi, incredible Thai food. Uh, so almost any Asian delicacy we've yeah. got is really amazing. Those are, but I also love a really nice juicy steak too. So yeah. that'll make you praise the Lord too. <laughs> how, how do you like your steak cooked? I like it medium. I want it to be okay. Pretty, okay, pretty red inside. My, so
1: my wife likes it well done, so she doesn't really like steak. She <laughs> likes the nourishment <laughs> it brings. So I'm like, I can't.
3: Just you. That was a burnt offering. To, <laughs> <no>. <laughs>
1: so um, just could you just give just your your the details of, of this book? Um, where they can find it. Where they can find it, when it comes out, all that
3: stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, you can. it's easiest probably to go to Amazon.com. They have it, of course. Barnes & Noble has it. Crossway has it. You could go there. Um, you could also um, – we're, we're launching GospelFluency.com real soon here. So that will be a great way oh, to start right. finding not only that but many more resources to support the book. Uh, so those are a few places you could go.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, and last question before we, before we get you out of here. We talked to you before we started recording uh, about you being a, a football fan and being a Seahawks fan. You addressed Russell Wilson. And so, um, can you give us your Super Bowl prediction? Now, when this comes out, the Super Bowl will already be over. So, we'll see if you're right. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> um, you might be
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah, but give give us your prediction for the Super Bowl this Sunday.
3: Do you want scores, too, or just winning team?
0: Uh, yeah, scores, too, if you can. Okay.
3: Um. I think the Falcons are going to win. I think their offense is strong enough to do it, yeah. and so, yeah. So, but I, I'm, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, mm-hmm. uh, and so, I, uh, I think, I think we're going to see it. Uh, it's going to be thirty-three thirty. That's right.
0: High-scoring game. I, I'm right there with you though. I think it's going to be high-scoring, and I also think the Falcons are going to win. But that might be my heart too because I just hate the Patriots so much. I, so.
3: Well, that's <laughs> part of
0: it too. I'm just trying. To, like, let my
3: hope drive my prayers and then I'll chew up.
1: <laughs> I I think I think it's I think it's still gonna be the Patriots. I just don't see anyone stop and I and I hate it so much that it's gonna happen. When is Tom Brady gonna retire? Ever? he's gonna play uh, in seventy
3: yeah. Probably not this. Se- after this season, I would think, but no. who knows? Yeah. That would yeah. be the
1: only thing. I want him- If he wins and retires, then I'll take that just yeah. cause <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of dealing with it. That
3: would him. be great. If he could end it this way, then that would be fine. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually be happier if he would lose and then retire, but yeah, I don't think he'll do that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So
1: well Jeff, thank you very much. Again, the book is gospel fluency and it's it's a great read. Definitely pick it up. Mm-hmm. And Saturate is, is also good too. It's it's a little older now, but um, yeah.
0: but both those are good. So Jeff, thank you so much. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thank you. All right, well thanks to Jeff for uh taking the time to give us an interview. We we really appreciate him uh doing that. And and uh Eric and and I we, we felt like just interviewing him, um everything that he was saying, every question that we had um, his answers were so full of knowledge and wisdom. It was cool to just listen to him talk. And uh, I think that uh, it was obvious that, you know, his book, Gospel Fluency, He that is something that he is living out. Like anything that um, his whole thought process definitely surrounded his faith and reflected his faith. And yeah, so, it just
1: comes out naturally. Yeah. There's some people um, and there's some pastors that, when I meet and when I talk to him, just like man, that guy knows what he's talking about. He he's living it out, stuff. and and I don't know if anyone said that about us before. I would hope, <laughs> I would hope so, but I don't
0: know. Yeah, but um, when that's it, a that's a prayer of mine. Yeah. I would love for that. And, to be the
1: case. But when I, after I were done that, Shane and I were like, man, that was like he, he knew his stuff, and and he really just yeah. you could tell he's not just talking from what he read or what he decided. He's talking out of from what out read. of actual
0: experience. Well, and you said at one point, you were like, "Man, I wish I had like a a pen to write down everything that that he was saying." Yeah, I felt the same way because it was just a lot of good, good, good
2: stuff. But well,
1: they recorded it. Yeah, we do it every time. I could do that, but
2: mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so I am sorry I missed it, but you got you to work. Yeah, yeah the way these like interviews that. work.
1: Yeah, um, and every time we interview people from Washington or 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 just obviously the West Coast, like it just doesn't make sense to do it when you could do it um yeah. Yeah. so well it's all it's always during their work day and
0: yeah. so eric and i have flexible schedule and we have we some bands coming
1: on hopefully soon that hopefully we can get top to be on because because yeah. because shane and i are becoming friends with all these famous people and you're not, so. not i know
2: <laughs> i'm missing out but uh at least uh we have we actually have uh kind of a promotional giveaway we, we, want, we wanted to do so this is kind of a first on our podcast yeah, fancy fancy so it was nice we it treat was, you right right yeah absolutely <laughs> Um, so it was nice enough of a uh, Crossway Books, if if I'm right, the publishing company um, that Jeff Vanderstout went through for Gospel Fluency. Yep. Uh, so they actually gave us some free copies that we want to distribute to first our NYMers, our NY, official NYMers. Our official NYMers, right. Yep, so we so an official NYMer. They, they will you're get a free a copy. copy, right. Yep. So we also wanted to, we had two extras that we wanted to. Uh, distribute to anybody who was willing to give us a five-star review. And if you've given us a five-star... Well, not any, but we only got two of them. So right. it's not the like... The first two. Yeah, the so gave us right. a five-star review on first iTunes. Review. Right. So if you've already given us a five-star review, you can feel free to submit a Stupid Arguments segment for us, and we're going to go through, decide which one we like best. Yep. And then we will feature that on one of our future podcasts. Little
1: hint, we like doing... Anything have to do with food or 90s? Yes. Maybe 90s food might be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's, that seems to be the majority I of our stupid yeah. argument. Rocks might be up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pop Rocks are good. Yeah. Pop Tarts, is yeah. that 90s? Yeah. Um, toast or Strudel? <laughs> I had a toast <laughs> <I don't like laughs> really Strudel today. I like it. really? Wow. Yeah. So so if you're an official um to to just thank you for being yeah. one, um, is we're giving you a free book. So if you are not an NYMR and you want to help support the podcast, then you can do so through our Patreon page. Um, and every once in a while when we get something like this, the first people that are going to get it are our NYMers. So yeah. besides being part of the closed group, which um, you can give as little as a dollar a month, which is which is very little and cancel anytime, you will get free stuff whenever we get it. So um, thank you guys for doing that. Yeah. But for the other people, the the other two that we're going to give out, give us a five-star review. Um, and if you haven't done that already, then... Send us your your stupid argument, and we'll pick the best one. So, yeah. um, this whole week, just send it, and you can send it anyway. Our email address: NYM Christian podcast, at gmail, mm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and stuff. We we'll, we will get it anyway. We're on it. And Topper, you can be the person to decide
2: mm. for the stupid arguments Ooh. who wins. Okay. Right. I wow. like that. You're that.
1: person. yep All right. right All yeah. right. So, right. um, I think we only have one more thing. One more yeah. thing to do
0: today. Brought to you by Punxsutawney Phil. His shadow.
2: His shadow.
1: Or shadow like from Homeward Bound.
0: Or your shadow like in Peter Pan.
1: Yeah, you had to catch it? Mm-hmm. Any other shadow things we can think of before we get to thumb news? I don't think so. That's the only. No. I think it's the only shadow pop culture references in ever. Trying, probably, <laughs> Homeward Bound and more. Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't believe you thought of Homeward Bound. I just
0: watched it like last week. Oh, with, that's right with the like girls. Yeah. yeah well. uh, All right, chat.
2: Sh- yeah. All right, guys. So, um, uh, this old woman licks. Eye- <laughs> licks- <laughs> oh, not done! Done. Give me a second. <laughs> this old woman this licks eyeballs clean. <laughs> Dude,
0: you could have given us like a little bit of like a yeah, like a just straight into, up into a little it. Bit. No, I wanted to go it right you in. gentle at oh, like all. you right. aggressive. Yeah. yeah. I wow. wanted to
2: go right into it. Wait. It this makes it better. Old woman. How old? Old, old woman. <laughs> that's the title. Old. Of the, old she's, 80. The she's eighty. She's that eighty. She's yeah. eighty. That is Okay. She licks eyeballs clean. That is correct. Why? And this is. It's are for, eyeballs dirty? Uh, that yeah, is. I bet they that's are. the whole point. It's why you need eyelashes. It's a healing treatment. Yeah, but I got them. <laughs> <laughs> so. so you don't need them. So boy? are they not doing their job? That, I mean, not clean enough. It is a healing treatment. <gasps> okay, continue. Okay. Go on. So, oh. um, this, she's an eighty-year-old woman from Bosnia. Okay.
1: I, I knew it had to be from, some weird shit. <laughs> <country. laughs> yeah,
0: right. I'm sorry for all the people from Bosnia listening.
1: There's no
2: one from Bosnia. Li-
1: First of all, I have no clue where Bosnia is. Do you? Is that Africa?
2: Oh my gosh! I didn't. I didn't come prepared with this. Go ahead. I'll find you, it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, she has set up a business. So she charges people. To, oh, this is a business. She okay, charges goodness. people. People pay for that so that she can lick their eyeballs. And she claims that she has a healing tongue. Okay. Um. So that her but tongue, she's,
1: but it's only limited. To the eyeballs. To the eyeballs. Oh, you know, like, like
2: If I had like, a cut
1: on my forehead, she couldn't lick my forehead no, and, and fix man. it. No, it's only the eyeball. No, I'll tell you what she
2: Where's does. Where's Bosnia?
0: It's right by Croatia and Serbia, uh, so Europe, Perfect. close, to, close yep. to Italy. So
2: you were close to Africa. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, was way yeah really. Uh, so her tongue is used to remove pieces of lead, iron. Who has lead in their eyes? Coal, Whoa. sawdust, glass. I don't know what's going on in Bosnia but she's careful about it she's Glass? she sterilizes she sterilizes her mouth with alcohol okay it's just, what she just like take a yeah, shot it takes of a vodka shot. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> must be um but it's kind of a sad story because she can't pa- oh. she can't pass this business on to our children because they're disgusted by it <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad story. it's a sad story you know <laughs> what? so she- uh, hold on though uh-huh. cuz like I have i don't know
0: anytime just the thought of anything touching my eye freaks me out. Yeah. I don't like it. So, so what, does she like hold her eyelids open or is it one of those like contraptions oh, yeah, that hooks like under like a like clockwork orange yeah, contraption. Yeah, that that freaks me out. Where she got, you know, got like the eye drops cuz your your eye socket would dry out. You
2: know out. what? I I'm glad you asked because she has them. Well, here's a picture if you want to see. It. Well, Ew. Explain,
1: explain the picture cuz no one else so can
2: see it. She, she so she she's holding attached. it with they her sit fingers. Back. Right, and they. I think she's holding... It looks like she's holding his eyelid back. Yeah. She's going to town. And she's just
0: shoving her tongue, tongue in oh. his eyes. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> <just> <laughs> oh he looks
2: calm. He looks pretty calm.
1: I, I wouldn't be able to be calm. I would yeah. be freaking um, out, too.
2: She's been told that people are going to cut her tongue out when she dies so they can continue to wait, treat it people. It won't be wet no more. So wait, does it doesn't work? I mean, like, people... How much... Is, is it a successful business? Uh, Hava. What's her name? Claims mm-hmm. to have cured over 5,000 people of many nationalities. From Americans to Russians. They've all come from all countries. That's it. <laughs> no other, only Americans in Russia. <laughs> Not a, all countries, two countries. That's yeah. a lot of people, though.
0: 5,000, yeah. But there's. I'm sure that there's no paperwork to back that up.
2: Yeah. Modern medicine couldn't help, she added...
1: <laughs> so wait, is it a person that has a piece of glass in their eye? No, it's
2: just it like out? a person that. But I thought they—you said glass and lead—and no, that's what. I mean, if they've claimed that they modern medicine couldn't do this, that she has gone in with her tongue and
0: is it is it one of the things where like you know where you feel like you, there's just something in your eye and you can't get it out, so you're like I got to go to Nana. What's her so, name?
2: Nana Hava. Nana Hava.
1: I need yeah. I need Nana Hava to lick it out. Yeah, my uh, so
0: with her suction tongue. Shane, yeah. right
1: now. I'll give you 20 bucks right now, Venmo to you right now, if you can keep your eye open and with your other hand, with your fingers, touch your eyeball right now. My eyeball? Eyeball. Nope. Can't you do that. that. Nope, I couldn't oh, do it. Could you do it? Yeah. Well, Top well, well, of contact.
0: contact? I don't. I don't wear. Can do huh? I, I can't do touch, it. I can't touch
2: like the pupil, but I can touch the white part. Yeah, the white part I could do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could touch. Well, that. I don't
0: think that she licks the pupil. I think she's probably licking the. How do
2: you know? Well, why? Picture, why is that the line you the think picture, she drew? Listen, because do no limit <laughs> Nana Hava, Okay. There's <laughs> no. Oh man, I gotta. I'm gonna watch this video real quick. Let's oh. don't, don't watch a video. <laughs> Why, guys? We're gonna get another bad review. Uh, we can't watch videos yeah, on the podcast well,
0: Now I see what that guy's talking about with the tip she's,
2: she's sterilizing with the alcohol right now. She's swishing with it. Oh, okay. I, so, so she. Uh, you don't have to watch. I'm gonna watch though. While, well, you're gonna, How we long to, is gonna that video? It. You're
1: gonna post it.
2: Oh, it's just a minute. Oh, uh, like, oh, a minute, So she switches seconds. the alcohol around to sterilize
1: her mouth, okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't uh-huh. know what kind of alcohol it is. Probably Jack Daniels. Like- oh, that. here we go. Let me give this And then this she just starts screen. wiping it She opens it someone's mouth and just, blah, 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 and they're nice and calm. Yeah. But I don't know what's wrong with their eye. That's what I, that's what I want to know. Listen, what's wrong with got their eye? You wouldn't know. They have lead in it Do you work? whatever.
2: In a, do you work in a coal mine? No, you don't, so you wouldn't know. Yeah. These people do, and they, they come to her. So cool they and have coal in them. their
1: eye? That's what I'm asking. That's correct.
2: Dirt. Dirt. And little eyes, particles. how do they know? They can't,
1: they like, they just eyes yeah, rich. Little
2: particles. Yeah. You ever...
1: Or or is it maybe a precautionary thing where they're like, I feel like something might be wrong in my eye, or... I am i don't know, man. That's that's weird. I, I can not I, I don't know how much... I mean, I would maybe. No, try- i would these, try to do it, but I don't
0: think I'd be able to sit. I'm all about there. these natural rem- I'd be so remedies. uncomfortable. We got, you know, we gotta, we gotta ask Caroline from being careful a little. If, oh, if this is
2: this has got to be being careful approved. It has to be. <laughs> she should get a, She should this, get this.
0: This. What's her name? Nahama. Nahama.
2: Don't, Eric. seriously. <laughs> know, that I would be sincerely just, don't trying. Don't disgrace her name. <laughs> <laughs> she has. Or she has healed over five thousand people. Please, <laughs> according to her. Please.
1: There's also a lot of televandas out there that have claimed to heal people in the spirit when really this their wife was telling them in the air what was happening.
2: Yeah.
1: So um, I'm, well, I'm more got, I'm more of a cynical type person we, when it comes to this stuff.
0: We do have to check with Caroline Quash and see if it gets the being careful a little stamp of approval. That's very true. And, that, and then we'll know. Yeah. But, anyways.
1: Well, hey, thanks to Jeff Vanderstelt. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Being on, being on our episode. Um, we, we thanks really to Punch Tony it. Phil. Yep, for bringing us bad the news it's, it's not always it depends on who you are if it's bad
0: well uh, it's bad news and if it's <laughs> good news to you to me. then you're bad news to me and you're an idiot <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> our idiot bod- what's our motto with <laughs> this podcast don't, don't be an, an idiot, idiot. Tom Percent us out buddy oh
2: dang it I was gonna... Groundhog's Day is a hoax oh you heard it here first Phil's gonna be so bad Tip top staff.